<laughs> yeah, they come in talking sports and yes, they talking anime. Entertainment out here too, you know them boys, they do not play. Tweaking out if they all your playlists every day. Yeah. Okay, now it's time to conversate. Same combo on your airways. Yeah, they came to entertaining. Yes, they talking anime. And they coming with the sports. They changing lives in major ways. You is tweaking out if TACA in your playlist. Hey, if you come and listen, then you listen to the best. They not worried about the others, cause they better than the rest. Can he call it bomb? But they put the others to the test. New episode flow. Now tap in to see what is next. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the same convo, the podcast where we talk everything sports, anime, media, and entertainment. This is a sports segment, and as always, it's your boys Kenny, Carlil, and Bomba. And today we got a special guest, Jason. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How you doing, my boy? For sure, for sure. I'm doing good. Doing good. It's a pleasure having you on tonight. Last week, well, we started we started something real, real fast. Kenny started it, actually. We were talking about the Super Bowl. We had our Super Bowl predictions. I want to know, before the game started, who are you rooting for? Is on me? Yeah, Jason. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for the Eagles. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> have to be honest. Definitely rooting for the Eagles. I swear, this nigga Kenny is the only one on here that was rooting for the Chiefs, bro. He's different. You don't bet. You don't. You do not not bet on Patty. Always bet on Patty. That's who you're rooting for, though. Not betting, man. Really, that's two different things. It's a team. I'm betting on Patty, bro. That man wants it more than everybody else. You gotta man. bet on Patty. Bro. You like light skins with white wives. I can't trust you. Uh, that has nothing to do with it. I'm dead. So I, I predicted the brother, bro. Carlo went with the Eagles. Like we said, Kenny was the only one with uh, that went with the Chiefs. But what was your biggest takeaway during the game? Carla, I'm going to start with you. My biggest takeaway during the game is that the Eagles' defense fucking folded. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's just like Jalen Hurts played a master class game. I don't – anybody that says Jalen Hurts folded or, you know, that was Jalen Hurts' fault, they were not watching the game at all, bro. That man, Jalen Hurts, had the Eagles – Hold the whole team on his back for real. Literally every time. And I and I get that he made a mistake that that fumble in the first half, but bro, like every time the Chiefs scored and it was in the, the Eagles possession, that man answered, bro. That man answered. The the defense folded. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes played their asses off. Andy Reid coached his ass off in the second half. Those two uh, those two wide open touchdowns when they ran the same exact play, the opposite sides of the field, bro. Like mm-hmm. it's just that was my biggest takeaway. I think you know, in the coming into that game, the Eagles have been the number one defense in the NFL. So I think they have the potential to to reach Super Bowl level next year. But like the defense got to step up in games like that. Like they they just I don't know. It just it it crashed. Everything just crashed. Kenny, what was yours? So, I got Fuck guy. My fault. My fault. I was scared at half because the Eagles are up. Then I remember this Patty Mahomes. Every every time he wins in a playoffs or Super Bowl, he's down to half. He always makes a comeback and wins. 
Um, so I, I wasn't as scared. Um, but I got really scared when he got hurt and he limped off the field. And I said, "Oh shit, here we go." But he played through it like a champ. They put a whole, they put a whole bunch of illegal drugs in that man's ankle. We all know we're not gonna talk about it, but we all know this man played through injury like a champ. So I gotta give it to him for that. But I gotta, I gotta say, we talked about who's gonna be like the next go to the NFL, next go quarterbacks. And I was saying it's too early for Jalen Hurst to be in that conversation. But from what I saw, this that past Super Bowl, boy, if he. <laughs> If he's playing like that by a halfway point in next season, I'm gonna give it to him. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna say if he gets the Super Bowl again because I, it's hard because I don't know if it was him or the O line because they have the best O line in the league. But every time fourth down came, you knew Jalen was getting the ball, but they couldn't stop him. He was out there looking like prime Cam Newton on fourth down, getting over, the, getting the extra yards that they need. Mm-hmm. JC, still here? You good? Jason. There he is. I'm here. I'm here. I'm back. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, uh, he's looking like prime Cam Newton out there on fourth down, doing what he got to do to get to the, get the extra yards for that fourth down conversion. It, it, mm-hmm. it was it was it was really good football being played. But I, I gotta say, you, you gotta bet on Patty, bro. You do not go against Patty Mahomes. Five years, three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl MVPs. Come on, and you, so. Let's not let's not forget he don't even got Tyreek Hill. Let's not forget. So all that he he's really just Tyreek Hill just outrunning everybody. No, it's not just Tyreek Hill. This man just did it without him. Nobody nobody said that he has a whole Travis Kelsey. That's one person. This man had Devon. Tyreek Hill was one person. But it was Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. But you okay. just you didn't mention Travis Kelsey. You just mentioned Tyreek Hill outrunning everybody. That was your okay, argument. My fault. Yeah, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. This time we just did it with Travis Kelsey. And but Juju. He, and Juju. I, and Juju. And Juju. Okay. Whatever. What you mean, whatever? Did you not see his second half? Juju was getting open because they started keying in on Travis. What? But anyway, I digress. I'm going to make a point that Uncle Shannon made. You put Patty Mahomes, you switch the quarterbacks on each team. I don't think Jalen Hurts makes it that far on that Chiefs team as Patty Mahomes would, would on that Eagles team. With that O-line with, De- with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, Patty Mahomes goes stupid. Mm. Jason, what you think about let's that? Not forget, let's not forget the Eagles have a decent tight end, too. So let's not forget that, too. And who? I like the points made by uh, Kenny. Definitely like the points made by Kenny. I'd say uh, their new replacement for Tyreek is Chinchenko for sure. Same number. I feel oh, yeah, like what they, what they lost in the receiving game, they gained in the running game from him. Mm-hmm. That man uh, was looking like prime AP out there where the way he was toting, the way he was carrying, Thanks. the way he was running. I feel like they but were – Prime who? But check the AP. In that in okay. in that game in that's that why. game in that game that's why in that game he was looking like a top five running back in the league top ten whatever you want to say but in this game this man was definitely a, a game changer. Um, my biggest takeaway of the game though, and Carlo hinted at it, Percocets, perks, good old perks, big perks. That boy, Patty Mahomes, boy, when that boy uh, came back from the half, I could see it. <laughs> right here. Right in the, in the, uh, 
I didn't see any more. That man just went off, man. I don't know. It's something about that, you know, them, them parks that just had that boy not even feeling the ankle. I mean, that's that what man, I'm saying. That man did not feel anything. Crazy. You know, I saw a little TikTok of the before and after, and that's when I realized that, like, yeah, I could definitely see it in his eyes. So, uh, but now, big, big up to the Chiefs. They played a great game. I think we have to start giving – well, we, we already give Andy Reid his respect, but it's time to start recognizing him, recognizing him as that man that Phil Jackson right now. You know what I'm saying? It's starting to – that uh, your boy from the Spurs. Um, help me out, Kenny. Pop Coach, bitch. Pop, Coach Pop, we got to start recognizing him as a, as a mastermind. You know, when you have that good of a coach who's calling those plays, who's been there before, who's had that experience, who's, who's had elite quarterbacks under his wing – um, I think we've got to start giving Andy Reid even more credit than what we already give him now. But big ups to Pat. Uh, Pat played a good game, played a great game, fought through adversity. And my biggest, and one of my really the biggest takeaways is how they capitalized off that fumble. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that was the only reason why the Eagles lost, but man, when I tell you, if they didn't fumble, more than likely, they were going up 21 to 7, 28 to 7, whatever the score was. I don't know. I feel like that it would have been a totally different game had that fumble not occurred. That just switched momentum. That was exactly what the Chiefs needed. So, those are my uh, few takeaways from the game. Lit, lit. That's crazy, though. Kenny, um, I have to jump on something that you said because you said that, as Uncle Sharp said, um, the Eagles had too many weapons. As somebody who does not really watch football in myself, watching the game um it seemed like what you call it kansas city it was more of a team effort everybody was balling out when i'm looking at travis kelsey um what's in them pacheco patrick mahomes we ain't got to talk about him but somebody like bolton that nigga was a wall the whole fucking game like making stops like crazy and i'm just watching it um the only person i've seen giving it back was jalen hurts uh, when it comes to philadelphia Huh? And mainly, let me let me make my point. And when that was when that was happening, I'm just repeating, I'm just remembering our conversation that we had last week, where I was saying that once again, I believe that he might be one of the ones that got next. That boy's like that. I, I got I got a strongly disagree with you there, Bombo. Go ahead, tell him. I, I will admit they they had they had a, a Pro Bowl running back this whole season. The Chiefs' defense was was effective in keying in on him and shutting their running game down when it came from the running back. They got so, a yeah. they got a Pro Bowl running back, two Pro Bowl wide receivers, wait, uh, let me wait, wait, Pro wait, Bowl wait, corner, wait. Hold on, hold uh, on, hold on. a whole Pro Bowl O line. Hold on, because don't let me get started on AJ Brown. AJ Brown made the Titans look like the dumbest front office in the whole NFL this season, the whole mm-hmm. season and in the Super Bowl. AJ Brown was eating them up. Devontae Smith had two of the biggest plays in the game, the biggest receiving yards in the game. So, so let me ask you this, Kenny. Let me ask you this. Did um, A.J. Brown and Smith have a better game than Travis and Pachenko? Would you say that they had a better game than them? Or would you say it would be the other way around? Just, just a question. Well, Devontae didn't score. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he had two of the biggest plays in the game. Mm-hmm. Pacheco, I think – so I would compare Devontae Smith to Pacheco – Mm-hmm. But I think Pacheco just had more opportunities because he's the running back, so they handed him the ball more than Devontae Smith caught the ball. Correct. Um, so he he definitely had a bigger impact in terms of running. Okay. Now, when it comes to A.J. Brown and Travis, A.J. Brown scored, Travis scored one or two times. How many times did Travis score? Twice or once? Once. I think he was 
Oh, I gotta look that Nick up. Chubb scored twice. He scored at least twice, though. Definitely scored at least twice. AJ Brown scored. I think he only scored one time, right? I believe so. Let me go back and check. But I think the real, the real tales were the defenses. The Chiefs weren't a top defense in the league, but they played like it that night. Uh, they kept constant pressure against the best O line on Jay, on Jalen Hurts the whole game. Actually, Kenny, uh, Pachenko scored once. Kelsey scored on goal line. He scored on goal Kelsey line. Kelsey scored once. Tony scored once. Moore scored once. Um, that's all the scores for um, the Chiefs. For the okay, Eagles. AJ, AJ Brown and Travis Kelsey both scored once. Yeah, Brown scored once. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then Hurts scored three times. I mean, yeah. Hurts, Hurts really cared. Hurt. Yeah. When you look at the second half of the game, Hurts was running every other play. That man was literally carrying the team. So he I was running every other play because uh, was, Chris Jones, running. Chris Jones, and what's the other? Uh, what's the other guy? Uh, who's the, who's at the end? I, I forget his name. On the Chiefs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Hold on. Y'all know what I'm talking about because he got a sack. Yeah, there was a couple that had sacks. There was a couple sacks. It's not George Carlaptis, right? Not him. Nah. Left DN or right DN? I think he's on the left. Hold on. I think I got him here. It has to be Frank Clark. Frank Clark. Frank Clark. He's, he's my fault. D tackle. So Frank Clark and Chris Jones mm-hmm. were in the backfield almost every play. Yeah. So that made a big difference. Also, I think all of Patty Mahomes' throws, they were wide open. So the, the Eagles yeah. hold it. Like Patty Mahomes, usually you see him running, having to throw out of tackles. Patty Mahomes, this is probably the easiest Patty Mahomes has had it for all season. He was making that's not that's the Chiefs. Any Chiefs game you watch. It seems like every single one of Kelsey's catches is wide open. Like, that's the yeah. offensive scheme. I feel like he has such a delayed um, presence in the offense when a play is called. Like, literally, they take the wide receivers, you know, they run their routes, they get them downfield, which draws the defense back. So when all the defense is rushing back, Kelsey just sneaks right in, comes up behind everybody, and he's on that deep in route. Yeah. He's always open. So, you know, it, it really goes back to just great play calling and play design by Andy Reid and the, and the uh, OC, so. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts had to make a little bit more difficult throws. He had to, you know, the one that was unfortunate, that, that one that was that, that diving catch that was dropped in the second half, that mm. could have changed the game. That that touchdown, I think, would have changed the game. But that, that throw to Goddard on the sideline, mm-hmm. crazy Crazy bread basket pass. But hey, that, boy, that, basket. Boy, that boy got her had him the game, didn't he? That's that what I'm saying. Patty, Mahomes, game, didn't he? Patty Mahomes didn't make not one sketchy throw, not one tight pass. Every time he hit a receiver, they was butt naked, essentially. That's just blown. That's just blown coverages. That's like you said, coverages. he's the MVP for a reason. That's what I'm saying. That's just that's blown coverages. You should be able to make open passes when the defense blows their coverages. Like that, that think... just shows who did their homework because those two that you were talking about on the goal line, the little like it was like a fake jet sweep zig route type pass uh, route. 
They got that from a game in Jacksonville. Jacksonville was doing that against them. So what they were having is when the uh, jet sweep came, that that safety that was playing the nickel right there, he went back, played back deep, leaving that whole flat area open. So they noticed that in the in the uh, in the Jacksonville game, they just kept doing that, facts. and they did it everywhere. That's facts. I mean, but I love this breakdown. I just wanted to scrape a little bit on the Super Bowl because that's what we ended on last week. But I wanted to mainly talk about the NBA and the trade that just recently happened. So we're going to go by team, starting by the Lakers, since we talked about them a little bit last week. I want y'all to really grade the trade that they've made and tell me your expectation of them based off the players that they got. So um, in a three-team trade, we've acquired D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Um, Mo Bamba. Yeah, I mean, Mo Bamba came from a different trade, too. As well, but we managed to give away uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, Juan Toscano Arneson, Damian Jones, and the first round pick, and Patrick Beverly, and Patrick Beverly. Now, how would you um, grade that trade, and what are your expectations of the Lakers um, with this roster? Jason, I'm up first. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, I give that Lakers trade a B plus, A minus. Okay, and the reason why I give them that grade is because one, they got younger, which is something that the Lakers have been struggling with for years, um, with their older players not not being as fast, and you know just the defensive side was kind of you know slacking a little bit. Not saying that these are great defensive players, but they're a lot quicker. They have a lot more stamina, and they're willing to play more defense because they're young. So they're gonna you know do whatever they can to get in the game. Um, They got a lot bigger, and Jerry Vanderbilt. We got a player who is over 6'8 right there. Uh, Mo Bamba, who is definitely over 6'8 right there. And uh, D'Angelo Russell, a uh, point guard who is over, you know, 6'4, 6'5, who can shoot. And, uh, and, and it can be smart with the ball, you know, can definitely be smart with the ball. He's been a Laker before. He doesn't, he, you know, he has to adjust, but, you know, he's been in that spotlight before. He knows what is expected of him. Uh, so I, I definitely say they won the trade. Um, you hate to see Pat Bev go because of the mentality he brought to the Lakers. He was such a, you know, defense, a hound. You know, he brought that grittiness. He brought that, you know, attitude that I, I think Lakers fans like. I think Lakers fans definitely like, you know, Pat, Pat Bev and what he brought to the table. But for what they got in return, they understand, and I think they love the trade even more. Uh, my expectation for the Lakers, uh, it's really t- in a tough position because they have to start winning now. You know, they're probably, I think, five or six six games below 500, six. maybe two games from the playing tournament or something like that. Um, so their last 20, 25, 30 games or whatever has to be win. Win, win, win. That's all that matters is winning. Yeah. Um, with LeBron being out the past couple games, you know, they've got them a couple dubs and whatnot, um, but they've also lost a little bit. Um, so with my expectations for them is, you know, I think they can reach the plan. I definitely think they can get the plan um, with their new added pieces. Uh, your boy, uh, your uh, what's his name? White boy came back, so that's good that he came back. Austin Reeves, that boy, AI. Uh, yeah, that's good that he came back. And uh, I'm interested to see, I'm interested to see D'Lo, Bron, AD all on the floor together. I feel like D'Lo's IQ with his shooting and playmaking ability with those two on the floor, um, and, and just you know, I, I feel like it opens up potential. I really do. And as far as Westbrook, you know, 
I feel like he was in an unfortunate situation. Um, he was playing decent. He was playing okay. Uh, but I think what they got in return was was good, was great in terms for the in terms for them too. Um, I wasn't the biggest Westbrook fan. I know a lot of people outside of you know uh, who look in toward, to the Lakers and whatnot say you know everything gets blamed on Westbrook. You know it's not all Westbrook fault. It's you know so the whole team. I understand that, and I agree with them. It's not entirely Westbrook's fault. But I, when he was with the Lakers, I never liked his decision making. I never li- liked his shot selection. You know, I just never liked it. And his attitude was always kind of different than the rest of the team. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. For the most part. You know, I don't feel like he was ever honed in on just trying to win. Um, and this is just my opinion. Um, I just I just felt like his attitude wasn't the same. There was this clip of, of you know, Lakers in the locker room saying, let's go. Let's get it now. Let's get it now. He came in and said, man, well, I'm, let's just have fun and see work. Like that, that, that right there would have blew me. <laughs> that would have blew me. No way. If everybody's locked in, like, yeah, we're going to go out here and win. Right. And the Westbrook, 20 feet away, is like, man, smiling on the face and whatnot. Like, that would have kind of blew me. So I, I just don't, I just think, you know, from the get go, um, after what he experienced, after moving to the Lakers and being, you know, kind of shitted on those first couple of games when he first got to the Laker, Lakers, I don't think he ever forgave that. I don't think he ever overcame that. He remembers that. And that was that's always going to be in his back, the back of his mind when he first got to the Lakers. And he was struggling, how bad, you know, Lakers fans were on him. And I don't think he ever forgot that. And I, and I think he, he still holds that to this day. Uh, but I, I wish the best for him. You know, right now, there's, there's teams aren't really picking him up, you know. So I feel like he will get picked up. But, you know, I wish him the best for him, man. But – that's my grade, and that's how I feel my Lakers' expectations uh, will go. I mean, that was a great breakdown. Carl, I'm going to let you pick up from that. Facts. Uh, I mean, he he literally was going to say everything that I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> definitely definitely B+. Plus. Definitely B+, plus because he, he was right. They got younger. Um, you know, it's sad to see Westbrook uh, go, because as a fan of Russell Westbrook, you wanted to see him succeed within that system, but – you know, they tried the first year as a starter. It wasn't working. And then it got, like, a little better this past year with him coming off the bench. But like Jason said, the attitude still wasn't matching up. And even when he was in with the starter, like, his shot selection is just terrible. Terrible. Like, you would rather wait for him. If he's the first person down the court, you would rather wait for him to uh, wait for everybody else to reset so they can set up some kind of play. If he's down there by himself, he's shooting the ball or he's driving. And then if he doesn't feel like he has the uh, layup, he's going to kick it out and turn over the ball. So I do think we got some good pieces, but I'm not going to set the expectations any higher than the play-in just because of like, you know, they're essentially not a whole brand new team, but it, it's 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 looking pretty new. It's kind of like new look Lakers for them right now. And so – you know, we they really have to learn each other's game. They got to figure out a set rotational piece so they don't keep going in games with different starting lineups and different closing lineups. Like, they need to figure that out. Um, but I'm going to give them play in. And uh, I think if if I think they have the chance to make it out the play in and, uh, you know, do some work in the playoffs. But like I said, B plus expectation play in tournament. <clears throat> Kenny, let me hear your thoughts. I, I can't really disagree with uh, what everybody else has said. B plus for sure. Um, I like the, the the size that we got the most. 
So AD, I, I want them to do this, but I hope they don't use Mobamba as a backup. I'd rather them start Mobamba at center. That way AD can go back to power four where he's comfortable. I like and that, Kitty. I like it, that. It'll, it'll also be easier on his body when not down the bank with the big the big, big the big boys so much because we know he's made of glass anyway. Um I like the pickup of Rory Hachimura. He's a defensive power forward. He's gonna shoot the three as well. He been hooping. Uh, he been hooping. He's a hooper for real. Uh he's gonna shoot the three. He's gonna play defense. He's not the biggest power forward, but he's 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 decent. He's about six eight, six nine. Um he has decent size on him. Uh, we also got Jared Vanderbilt, which I he should be the one that comes off the bench, I believe, as well. Uh, maybe, <coughs> maybe I can run like a small ball center, possibly, because I know he plays. He's a natural power forward as well. UK product. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. We uh we were struggling with depth a lot. Uh, I think we cured that. Um, I would like to see D'Angelo. So the thing is, I believe D'Angelo Russell brings everything that Russell Westbrook did. Plus, he's shooter. He can shoot. Uh, as well as playmake. Um, I think the issue with Russell Westbrook, I didn't want him in the first place. I, I'll just say it like that. Uh, when it was the, who do we want, Kyle Lowry, uh, what's the, the shooter from that was on, he was, a, he was in Utah at the time. Uh, uh, buddy. It was buddy. I'm like, I would rather have Kyle or Buddy for real. I don't want Russell. We don't. I'm with you, Kenny. We, we when I was it. watching him in the, in the bubble against the Rock, when Lakers were playing the Rockets, when they first traded for him, I was like, why would they pick up Westbrook? Why? I just saw in the bubble. It did not make the, sense. The bubble Westbrook was not good at all. The decision making, the shot selection was not there. Like, I just didn't, that, I didn't think it was a good fit. We could have. Really 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 that really wasn't even my thought process. My thought process is we've all watched LeBron since 2003. We, we've seen what he needs around him to be successful. He needs shooters. He needs a Kyle Corbett. He needs a Mike Miller. He needs, he needs something like that. You know what I mean? Russell Westbrook has never, ever, ever been a shooter since he's been in the league. Not consistent mm-hmm. from three at all. And his mid-range has disappeared pretty much out of nowhere. Um, I think Westbrook still relies too much on his athleticism that just quite isn't there anymore like it used to be. Um, so and he hasn't been able to evolve with his age and the fall of his athleticism. So at, at that point, he just became a liability. Uh, since Westbrook's been in the league, this is this is an issue that KD had with him. He doesn't make good decisions with the ball. He's prone to make turnovers. And I hate to say it, LeBron also is prone to make turnovers, but that's just because it's just the reality of having the ball in your hands so much because so many teams rely on LeBron. When you have the ball in your hands so much, you're going to be prone to make mistakes. Facts. You're going to be the only so, one turning the ball over. Right? Exactly. So having, to me, Westbrook and LeBron is not good synergy. They offer pretty much the same thing, but LeBron can shoot better. So why mm-hmm. have two players that are both ball dominant, sometimes can be pass first, but one of them can't shoot. It just does. It messes the spacing up. It messes play calling up. I didn't like it at all. Um, so I'm glad that he's gone. <clears throat> I hope I wish him the best. I hope he, uh, he is there. What you supposed to be waving, buying him out or something, waving him. Hey, Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Hey, he's supposed to be going to the bulls, bro. <laughs> I don't like that either. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. That man going to be like in Chicago either. fucking your team. <laughs> <laughs> the issue I have with that is the Bulls always want guards. I, since they, I think it's the D Rose curse. Ever since they saw the success that D Rose, because the Bulls hadn't had success since Jordan. Exactly. So the, the second that D Rose started providing them success at the point guard position, what have they been doing? Drafting guards. Guards. We need the next D Rose. We need another guard. 
and it's not working. It's not working. I, it's a I don't different know. league too, it's, bro. It's they have they have Io. They have Zach Levine. They have CJ. Uh, C, wasn't that something white? Not uh, Kyle. What Kobe was White. Kobe, Kobe White. White. Yeah, Kobe. Kobe White. They have uh, Lonzo Ball. They have. Uh, they what you mean? I mean that boy can't play for. Yeah, they they had Lonzo Ball. They had uh, what's the white boy? Ball white boy. <laughs> Caruso. Caruso. They have Alex. That's too many guards, bro. That's OD guards. And the Bulls are a big market. They should have no problem getting a KD, a LeBron, a, a Shea Gilgis. Like, the Bulls should be a market to where big players want to go we and play. We don't need Shea Gilgis. We don't need no other guards. Okay, that's they not need what we're talking to, about. Talk about need, yeah. I, mean, I, I want one more question from you guys. If the I, Lakers... I, 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 Okay, Let, gotcha. I definitely finish. Let me just finish. So I think the Lakers definitely filled the gaps what they needed. D'Lo can shoot. He's still a young guard. We definitely got younger, which we're gonna need because we don't have any picks anymore. Um, so I think B plus is, is a fair fair judgment. I just I wish we could have got a little bit better on the talent side, but you can't you can't have everything. <laughs> I got you, Jason. Let me hear your question though before I, before I give you my grade. Yeah, I think the talent side is pretty good. I actually like the talent that the Lakers got. But let me ask you this. Had the Lakers started the season with Rui, Mo Bamba, Vanderbilt, and Russell, instead of Pat and uh, Westbrook, do you think this Lakers season would be different? Do you think we, they'd, we, they'd be fourth in the West right now? Hey, that's what I'm saying. So that that's exactly what I'm saying, Carlo. I, I, I think the that. talent is there. I think the we talent lost is multiple there. games because of Westbrook's turnovers and yeah. dumb shot decision at the end. I man. feel like Rui and Rui and Russell shooting right there is. Is a key is a dip. That's that's a that's an eight game difference in terms of wins and and whatnot. I feel nice. like, and then you add Mo Bamba and Vanderbilt with the pace and defense right there and size. And then you you stretch the floor a little bit. He you, can hit you, in the corner three every now you, and then. Even if you factor in the games that AD missed after that crazy run he went through earlier in the season, like exactly. yes we had a yes we had a backup in Thomas Bryant, but you know Jared Vanderbilt, I would argue, is a little better. Than Thomas Bryan is, and then you also have Mo Bamba. Like that. Oh, hats off to Thomas Bryan, Bryan, bro. I, was I forgot to get my hats Bryan. off to Thomas yeah. Bryan. Was, I was, I was sad to see him go. Yeah. He, it's like I mean, he, he, re, he requested it. He requested it. Yeah, he knew it was coming. Probably he knew they was. I, about I, I wasn't gonna get, get no play. No yeah, playing he, time he, all that. he wanted. He wanted more playing time and more money. Okay, okay, okay. Who does he think he is? Anyway, I wish he would have. Thomas Bryan. He's worth it. He's worth it. We need. We need. Uh, either he could have been the starting and Obama could come off the bench. We need another backup point uh, center. We don't have one right but now. But you know what shoot. it is, though? He, he, he was knocking down threes. He was knocking down mid-ranges. He was dunking I mean, on people. I, I want him to stay, but he's still not a superstar. Where he can nah, be not a superstar. But he, he can't be requesting role. more money like that, you feel me? But I me mean, can. Who am I to say he can't? What I'm saying is we need somebody to play backup center. Jared Vanderbilt is, is a big man, but he's not center big. You know what I'm saying? And I, I would prefer Mo Bamba starting so AD can play right. power forward. So I don't know what's about to happen. Facts, facts. But I'm, I think I'm, I agree with you guys on the B. Um, I feel like for me, the biggest issue we've had was also Russell Westbrook, not just because of uh, just his turnovers or whatever, but his mindset, like uh, Jason said earlier, that video speaks a lot. Him being like, hey, be happy for the next man. This is not a next man team. This is a team like where we're all supposed to be contributing and making buckets. But Russ, his whole mindset was always. I feel like his mindset of if I make this shot and I make a difference now, it's gonna it's gonna matter. 
So when we be having those key moments, he'll grab the ball, shoot that shit, just try to like throw it, make it crazy, and then just like not only does that like cost you the game, but I feel like as a player, that's gonna break you. And I feel like that oh. has been a part of what affects AD too. And like especially last year, like going through these moments where you're always talking and then you gotta deal with that. A player is on the court doing whatever you want. As an other player, if you're seeing that, it's not easy for you. And that can kind of break your moral. But I don't want to take too much time on it. Going from my least problematic point guard to my favorite problematic point guard, I want to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Now, they gave away Spencer Dinwiddie, <laughs> Phoenix Smith, a 2029 first-round pick, and two future second-round picks to get Kyrie Irving and Marcus Morris. From Brooklyn Nets. Now, how would you grade that? And how far do you see the Dallas Maverick going with this trade? Carlo, I'm gonna start with you. We know how you feel about Baby Bird. Man, you feel about Baby Bird and that boy Kyrie. You feel me? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna give it an A. I'm gonna give it an A. I feel like I feel like it was an even trade. Well, not even necessarily, but I feel like you know who did you? they gave us Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney Smith. I mean, Finney Smith. I mean, he's a he's a shot maker for real. But it, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of production from him this season. Uh, but then you give you gave us Spencer Dinwiddie, Finney Smith. But you got basically both of those back and a Kyrie Irving. You feel me? And then uh, Marquise Morris, good backup power forward for you uh, to come in for what's his name, Christian Wood. And so, um, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it an A. I think I think Dallas won that trade. Uh, so far, I think. Since Kyrie's been on the Mavericks, they've won. They've lost one game, and that was like by three points or something like that. Uh, no, they've lost. They've lost a couple. They lost they've two. Lost, yeah, they were their first two games with uh, Luca and Kyrie on the floor. They were zero two, but they were. Don't get me wrong. They were really good games, though. They were really good games. They're still figuring each other out, but they've lost a couple games with right. both of them on the floor. All right. I have my thoughts on that. I'm gonna keep it to myself. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> I think once they figure each other out, I think Kyrie has to, and I think he will, because I think there was a there was a point where you could see where when KD and Kyrie were on the floor, like K, Kyrie would most likely defer to KD unless Kyrie was having a, a hot night that KD had no issue with deferring to Kyrie. I think it's gonna be the same setup. Is like. Like and I was also watching a uh, interview with Jason Kidd where he said they made it known to Kyrie that this is Luca's team. You feel me? But I think once they get it together, set everything up, like there will be a time where Luca feels comfortable. Like I'm not hit right now. Kyrie's hit. Let me defer to him and same vice versa. So I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna give it an A. I'm gonna give it an A. I think they got other than the Suns. The Grizzlies and the Nuggets. I think that's a that's another team that has a good chance of making the Western Conference Finals. I mean, we saw Luca do it by himself last year. Feel me? And he took the Warriors to six. Great. Okay. 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 Jason, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go another B here. B B plus. I think uh, the Mavs definitely got better. Uh, they obviously won the trade. And they kind of set themselves up, set themselves up for you know if if Kyrie leaves, I think Kyrie's a free agent, right? Yeah, he's, 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 yeah, he's a free he, agent he, out this year. Mm-hmm. So actually, I'm gonna downgrade that to a B. I'm gonna down, I'm gonna just give it a solid B, B minus maybe. Because the thing is, if Kyrie doesn't stay after this year, you basically gave away two players and two picks. You can't get anything in return because you can't trade him. He's a free Definitely. agent. 
So I'm gonna give it a B minus for there. Um, on the upside, if if um if they actually do really good and they start to develop that chemistry and Kyrie stays, then that B minus B goes, I believe, to an A minus. I believe it, it just all depends on how this season plays out, what they see in these last 30 games between them two. Um, you know, how they mix, you know. The big thing with the Mavs now is going to be defense. You know, you got Luka, who is not a great defensive player. You know, he kind of, you know, kind of shies away on the defensive end. You know, he doesn't try 100%. Um, so they're going to be attacking those two guys, you know. And it's going to be – they're going to hold a lot of the defensive presence off their bigs, those next three up. Um, so I believe that that is uh, from the games I watched between them two. The offense is there. I have no problem with the offense. Christian Wood dominating, Kyrie doing his thing, Luka doing his thing. Right. All of them are doing the thing. So really what the Mavs is, is that defensive side. You know, they is, is what they need to hone in on. And like Carlyle was saying, you know, they was getting to the Western Conference. They, they, was, they was making their presence known in the playoffs, you know, taking the Warriors to six. Um, I think if they all lock in on defense, Luka and Kyrie especially, hold their man down, communicating, actually moving, you know, can't be ball watching, can't, you know, argue with play calls to the ref on the other side of the floor while the fast break is going on. I feel like defense is what is going to really make the difference here. And I think Jason Kidd has a big, you know, uh, potential salmon dinner on his plate. He's got he's to do his homework, how to get them guys involved on that end, and just, you know, how to figure it out. So I, I say it was, a, it was a pretty good trade for the Mavs, uh, but there's a lot of risk as well. It's a lot of risk for if Kyrie leaves, then mm -hmm. what? We just gave up picks and we gave up Sp uh, Spencer Dan Whitty. Um And I think, you know, as far as the Nets – and we'll get we'll get to the Nets. And I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the Nets for that segment. I I got a few words for the Nets. So I got you. I got yeah, you. I'm gonna leave that there. I'm gonna leave that there. So I right, comes good. That's 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 what's next. So we coming right back to you, Kenny. You go ahead and finish us off on that one. I mean, you're not finishing us off. I'll let you know what I think about it in a little bit. But go ahead. I'm leaning more towards a B minus as well. Uh, the only reason it's that high is because of the level of talent that Kyrie brings. Yeah. As far as strategy wise, it is. I feel like it's a stupid move. Uh, it's very, very dumb. Very strategy dumb. wise, I think it's dumb because, like you said, there's no guarantee that you're gonna keep, keep Kyrie after this. You can't even trade him for value. None of that. It's a it's a very win this season type move. But at the same time, you have two guys who are ISO players, so it's not even like they can work well together on offense. Like you, you're not gonna get a. Uh, D Wade, LeBron, I'm gonna, not gonna get a Jordan Pippen type play style. You're gonna get a James Harden and a James Harden. Exaggeration <laughs> because they're both better than James Harden is right now. But you get what I'm saying. It's gonna be a player who's gonna hit left, right, left, right, left, right, twenty, twenty behind the back, take it to the rim, or I'm gonna shoot it. They, they should have what that is. There's no ball movement. There's no getting the next man open. There's no getting the better shot opportunity. Uh. That we've seen that's been successful in years prior. The Warriors, great again, the next man the ball. The Celtics have been getting even better at that as well, hitting the open man. When you have players that require the ball to dribble to break a man down and then score, if that's how your offense is running, that that hasn't been winning basketball and how and I don't know how many years now. I don't know if it's ever been winning basketball. Um, you can play zone exactly what they can do is just play zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't I can't I can't remember the last team where ISO ball was, was winning basketball, except for maybe Kobe, because it's Kobe. Uh, so I just don't see that 
I just don't see that one. Even LeBron, when he wins ships, he drives and kicks to uh to Kevin Love in the corner, or he's gonna hit Chris Bosh or Ray Allen or Kyle Korver, who's open now. Even Kobe's yeah. teams, they were they he he was passing, he was passing to Powell, Bynum, uh, Fisher. That's the closest I could have I could have gotten to. So I, so you so you saying that Luka Doncic on the Mavericks doesn't move the ball? That what well, I'm saying. No, yeah, that's not what I'm he, saying. Yeah, he, aver- he averages 8.1 assists. He doesn't move the ball. I listen. am listening. That, that, that is exactly my point. Because as soon as the ball is going to get into Kyrie's hand now, that ball movement stops because he's about to try to break down his man and get a bucket. Kyrie has never been known for being a passer, ever. I mean, no. He has Exactly. Exactly. So now you put it in a position. He's never been known as just a, a spot-up shooter either. Kyrie is a ball handler. He's probably didn't primarily a slasher more than he is a shooter. So your argument is that once Luca passes to Kyrie, it's all over from there. It's gonna be like you take the ball. No, you t- we we literally saw it. it was- we saw that. We saw that. So they, 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 no, you they, take the ball. No, you take the ball. It's gonna be one of those that just he, doesn't work. So Luca not gonna pass to anybody else on the court. That's not what I'm saying, Carly. You're trying he, to get a- to- averaging at eight point one assists. He ain't gonna pass to nobody You're else. You're trying on the court. to nitpick. I just want him to explain it better because you you can't say they don't move the ball if he's averaging 8.1 assists a game. What I'm saying is you have two very ball-dominant players on the team. As we already talk about, Chris Porzingis was on the team. He already had made it very known that he's tired of Luka Doncic not passing the ball. That's from coming from his own team. Kristaps Porzingis was was too injury prone to even be effective oh, on that team anyway. Don't give him excuses. This is a, this is a now, that, I'm not giving excuses. I'm just saying there that he shouldn't. We are all on the outside looking in. This is coming from somebody who's on the inside. Luka Doncic right. passing to Kristaps was not going to make a difference for that. Bro, match. shut up. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, that, My that, point look, is being made that they're two the crazy thing. He didn't pass to Kristaps, but he averaged eight point nine. Oh That's my god! I, I don't. Need, I don't need to say anything else. We saw what happened. They got in the game. It got to clutch time. They were both fumbling over. No, you take it. No, you take it. It just and they had they need time for chemistry to build. But I, I just don't like it together. Ball dominant passer. Kyrie, Kyrie can be a spot up shooter. He he's, he has a knockdown shot from three from anywhere on the court. It's just yeah. that's not his play style. He has been. I'll jump in real quick, just for a quick statement. I think I get what Kenny's saying. I definitely get it. I think they're going to be smart enough to realize that teams are going to figure that's what they're going to do. And I think Jason Kidd is smart enough to realize, okay, teams are going to think you two are going to pass the ball between each other. So let's not do that. Um, you're going to see it. It's, it's going to happen where they're passing. It's going to be instances in the game. But I think they're going to be smart enough to realize that's not going to work. I, I think that they're going to realize, like, ball movement is going to have to be key here. Yes, we could be the primary two scorers. But to say that they're not going to get Christian Wood involved, I think that's – you can't say that they're not going to get other players involved. Christian Wood's definitely going to get his. Um Players like Dwight Powell, he's not going to get his anymore. His, his is pretty much gone. He might get his little second. <laughs> um, who's the Who's the other one? I'm forgetting one more on the on that team. Uh, who's they like, small forward? Uh, they got rid of Finney Smith. Who's Who started small forward now? Yeah, let me look up. Let me look up the Mavs roster. I'll tell you exactly. Probably who's... Morris. Morris is not playing small forward, bro. <laughs> I mean, <No>. why not? <laughs> Mister uh, yeah. Finney Smith wasn't starting at small forward. Who? Josh Green, Josh Green. So Josh Green is one who's who's done stepped up, who's who's now getting his. I don't. I've watched the Mavs like last three games. 
Josh Green is in that rotation of he's getting touches. Um, and to me, the last couple of Mavs games I've watched, like, it looks like they're, they're moving the ball. Like, and I, I feel like that was on purpose. Like, Kyrie knows and Luka knows that it can't just be us two. There's no way. So I think, like, they've implemented a system where, yes, y'all going to get y'all buckets, but we got to move this rock. And from what I'm seeing, I, I have a question. What I'm seeing Wood and Green is they involved. And they got I, I have a question. Who, off who, the bench. Who, who's going to become the passer? Who So between them, or both of them even, who's going to become the passer? Who's going to become the spot-up shooter? Who's going to take the big the big shot at the end of the game? Just, I think whoever's open, to be honest. I think that's how they'll do it. Like that's the option they're trying to go with. Just, just how LeBron in 2016 averaged 30 and 10 and 10 in the playoffs. It made it work with a Kyrie Irving who's a who's a uh, primary scorer. He is going to be the same with Luka and Kyrie. Going to be the same. So hold on. So I can just just so I can jump into the conversation. Let me just drop you out with my grade. Mm-hmm. I give him a C plus. Mm-hmm. I give him a C plus because I like the pieces that we had in Spencer Dewoody and Phoenix Smith, and I feel like because of Luka's play style, those players were underutilized. Let me explain. Luca gets his assists for sure, but we can all agree that during the last playoff, this team would have been better have had Luca been willing to pass the ball a little earlier. His game sometimes is I'm gonna go do my thing until is 0.5 seconds left on the clock, then I'm gonna throw it at you. And at times, Finney Smith had caught on fire and saved his ass in games. Brunson was able to do the same. So a lot of times, Luca get bailed out in those situations. So for me, when I'm looking at that, and those players are also a big part of your defense, you decide to give that away, and you go get a Kyrie Irving and a Morris. I understand the statue of Kyrie Irving, but it doesn't make sense for you because you're in the middle of your season, right? You just gave up a big part of not just your offense, but your defensive uh, presence. And then you get Kyrie, who is basically Luca. And to the point that Kenny was trying to make earlier, it's not going to be throughout the whole game that's going to show, but it's going to show during key moments. When me as a coach, I'm drawing up, and I know that Luca and Kyrie, both of them, the top of their game is mostly outside dribbling up and getting in. Okay, let's just shut him down. Don't let him breathe. So as soon as that ball was inbounded to Luca. Scramble, like go crazy with him because you know that he's not really going to try to aim. That's not his primary goal. His primary target is not his teammates. He's not going to be like, who's open? Or he's going to be like, the basket, the basket, the basket. They shut him down. He went with Kyrie, and that thing was just pitiful. The back and forth on top of the the rack there, that was just not pretty. So I feel like when you make that uh, decision to have them, if you face up uh, in the playoff against a team like let's say today, for example, the Lakers, who got fresh legs. You know what I'm saying? And you decide that, hey, we're going to put bodies on these two for the whole game. You're going to purposefully, like, go and try to lock him up, not giving and knowing how Ky- Kyrie can get his buckets for sure. Luka will get his buckets for sure. I feel like those two will always make sure they get their buckets. They're going to get it. But I feel like overall you're not going to win because they're not able to get those teammates involved right now the pieces that you could that luca was able to get involved most of them are gone in bronson Finney smith just left dinwiddie just left i don't see them winning and also we're going to talk about it 
Uh, Kyrie is most likely going to be joining the Lakers during the. I'm not even talking about he's going to be a free agent. He most likely going to be joining the Lakers if that D'Angelo Russell uh, contract clears up. So what's the point of making that trade? I'm giving it a C plus. But on the flip side of that trade, we also have the Brooklyn Nets, who have not just acquired Finney Smith. They have also got. Mikael Bridges, but they also lost the Kevin Durant. Now, fuck KD, fuck KD, fuck KD. Wow. <laughs> How far do you see this Nets team making it with this new roster? And what would you rate all these trades that happened, considering the situation that they were in? Kali, I see you ready. Go ahead. I mean, I do we? I don't. I don't think it's necessary to give them a rating because we would all have the same rating. Um, I don't think they were trading to win anything. I think they were, they are in a rebuild process. The best thing they got out that trade is Spencer Dinwiddie coming back to Brooklyn. That's it. You know, homecoming Spencer Dinwiddie. Ooh, that's going to be crazy. But, um, they got pieces low key. I'm not going to lie. That's what I'm saying. But it's going to be a rebuilding process. Like the Nets, they probably won't go for any big superstar for another couple years, but like they got some, they got some okay pre, uh, pieces. Dan Witty, Finney, uh, Mikael Bridges, but I mean, you, you don't see that team going nowhere. You don't see that team going nowhere until they get another superstar under their belt. Ben Simmons from LeBron, but go ahead, Jason. <laughs> they might wave that nigga, but that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, to be honest, like I like what Carlo kind of said. Nets, them boys get a solid F, E, U, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Those three combined. Uh, uh, I think the Nets will not be a good team ever again until Joe Sy sells that team. I don't think any superstar is going to want to play willingly with that with with Joe Sy's management. Um, I just don't. I just don't see it happen. And right. to be honest, you can either put this situation into two categories for blame. You can either put the blame on Kyrie or you can put the blame on Josiah. Whichever you choose, that's up to you. And that's however you feel. Uh, but you can put the blame on either one of those. Facts. Um, Kyrie said what he said. He believed in what he believed in. And uh, he called heat for it. Um, but what made that public was one tweet by Josiah. And to me, I think players will look at that and see how that situation started and will not want to play with the Nets. So, Joe Sire, you can you can go to his Twitter and go back to the tweet that, that started it all of him condemning Kyrie. And from that moment that tweet was published, domino effect of the Nets season. And uh, with that, you just – you lose trust in players. You're like, okay, if I don't have the same views as my owner, he's going to, you know, he's going to out me. Like he just, he just, I just seen what he just did to Kyrie. You know, yeah, maybe Kyrie does have some what people will say outlandish views on, you know, religion or whatever. But at the end of the day, that's your opinion on what you believe. Facts. I could say I believe Jesus was a walrus. I mean, if that's what I believe in, like that's what I believe in, buddy. Like Kyrie's views on religion is, you know, they may be radical to some people, or they may be, you know, crazy, or you know, they was using the anti-Semitic word. You know, that could be, you know, you can use what you want. Uh, but like at the end of the day, like I feel like those are the two causes of what happened. Those two combined, that could that could have that could have been settled in house. That Kyrie could explain where he was coming from um, in house, and I think things would have ended totally different. I think 
you'd still see those two on that team today. Um, right. But as far as the Nets, terrible. I see the. I don't see any hope in their future. Um, they definitely did not get better. <laughs> I mean, we could go ahead and say that now. And they went from uh, being in the Eastern Conference fighting against Giannis to now they're rebuilding over who knows six years, five years, eight nice. years. Like I just, I just don't see it getting any better for them. It's going to take and, a minute. Uh, it's going to take a minute. And out of all the players they acquired, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, um, he's not – he he's really – you know, he went from being on the playoff – and they're still a playoff team. They're like, what, fourth in the East or something like that? I think they're first-round exits. They're not winning anything. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a first-round sweep. Um, who, who I feel bad for the most is Michael Bridges, too. That man put his heart and soul into the Phoenix. He was a big reason why they were even winning games. He was hitting the big shots when they were doubling Booker. Defense. Defense, and you know, I understand the trade, but just you know, to put him on that team, hopefully he's at the end of his contract or anything or something, a free agent, because I want to see him somewhere else. I don't want to see Bridges on that team. I don't actually, I don't want to see Dinwiddie on that team. You know, I don't want to see. They need to become the the Hornets, really. They need to become them. You know, I, I just that's that's my opinion on the Nets. So Nets, F E U, all those letters. Uh, <laughs> Josiah, he's got to sell. He's got to sell the team. And uh, Nets fans, it's tough for y'all, dude. It's just super tough. So, yeah. Can you go home and wrap this up? Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to lie. This current Nets team might go down as one of the worst teams in modern-day basketball of all, like, period. The only other team that – Gets talked about in that that light is the Bobcats. At least they had Gerald Wallace and a and a Mech Okafer. The Bobcats. This Brooklyn team <laughs> is terrible. I ain't gonna lie, Nick Clack. I, I feel bad for Nick Claxton because Nick Claxton was having his best season in his career so far, and now it's like, am I the leader of this team now? Am I the team's best player? Because Ben Simmons is having the worst. Mental breakdown ever witnessed in basketball. Can we dedicate a section to him, Ben Simmons? Can we dedicate something to him, dude? He's having <laughs> the worst. He's so Kevin Love tried to make mental health a big thing in the basketball and NBA, but Ben Simmons is carrying it right now. You can see how people he was getting compared to a, a, a LeBron esque without a jump shot, and now it's like, what happened? You had a back injury, we get it. But ever since that incident with Trey Young, it seems like you're afraid of the of the basket. You're, you're scared of the room now. So it, you got that. You got my. I, what I will say is they might be one of the best defenses in the league. But as far as putting that ball in that room, it ain't happening. Nick Claxton's locked down the uh, the room. Ben Simmons is still a decent perimeter defender. Michael Bridges is always top five in perimeter defense every year. Spencer Dinwiddie's a good sized point guard. So the defense is decent. So I don't, don't get me wrong. They 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 got they got clamps on defense. But they ain't got nobody to put that ball in that room. I at, mean, at all. I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, we're, is Seth, is Seth still on the on 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 the nets? Yes. No. Wait, is no? he? Yeah, Seth Curry, yeah. He been injured. Yeah, he is, I guess. I'm saying, look, 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 look. Picture this, picture this, right? Seth Curry come back healthy, just spraying. 
you know, stop, stop talking about bringing up the potential because y'all know I love Seth Curry. Y'all look, Seth Curry just come back spraying. Ben Simmons, let's just imagine he goes off. That could that could be a that could be a good duo right there. You Listen, know. you had a you had stop a good fantasy going it. on with Seth Curry, but soon as you're Ben Simmons, nah, stop it. Yeah, the we got to get Ben out of there. Ben the is crazy. The crazy thing is, the only All Star on that team is Ben Simmons, and he's ass. So is he an All Star? He I was an All Star. He, he was an All Star. Oh, okay. Was, ben Simmons oh, was an All Star. He was All Star rookie of the year, controversial rookie of the year, and he's now one of your worst players. Yeah, no, nah, he should have been rookie of the year, bro. So it's, at this point, what do you do? So, like as Jason said, this is going to be a very, very long rebuild because Joe gonna... has to sell the team. That is the only way. That that's, that's, that's a big part too. Joe is just have... a bad ass owner. Like you don't need him there. You're gonna have <laughs> you can't players. out your players. He started a, a movement against his own player, Facts. and it, was, it started by him. It didn't start. By Fox News, it didn't start by CNN. It started by the tweet of Joe's side, and that and he tweet even, just he in even, November. You we can go, you can go back and find that tweet in twenty seconds. That is where it started, bro. Like you're gonna have players requesting trades left and right. You're gonna have nobody wanting to resign that contract in Brooklyn. I, I don't know what their current the current like time span on Spencer's contract and Mike Bridges. I don't know how much time they got left on that contract. But you can almost guarantee that there's going to be teams hitting their phone, though, because they know that they can get they them. They got pieces. They got solid pieces for teams. Yeah. Somebody's going to want Michael. Somebody's going to want Seth. Somebody is going to want uh, Dinwiddie. Somebody's going to want okay. Cam Thomas. They got big like, calls. The, the, issue is gonna, the issue is nobody's going to give up their star potential for that. So you're just going to get more role pieces. Like Michael Bridges, or they picks. might – you're not even gonna get like a Jalen Brown. But you know, but you know that they turned down. They already turned down like a few offers because I'm pretty sure that uh, it was on Bleacher Report this morning. One of them, either Mikael Bridges or Finney Smith, had an off offer for uh, four four round picks, uh, four second round picks, and they turned it down. And then uh, Finney Smith had two picks offered. Why they turned it down? They need picks. I'd rather need. at this point you need picks. Ben, ben. That right now mean nothing to you because you're ben. not making the run at all. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Cam Thomas, the new big three. Terrible. Shut the fuck. You just included isn't that? <laughs> yeah, I, I I still have faith in him, bro. Who? Isn't Patty Mills on that team? You might as well say Patty Mills. Man. Like, they got – Bro, what happened to Patty Mills? Pat, nothing happened to Patty Mills. That man is Michael Jordan of the Euro League, bro. And overseas, that man's a monster. But when he come back to the states, he he's unheard of. No, I don't I think that's it. I, I, I what think you mean? You know how many Olympic and fe- that man you. killed them in the FIBA tournament. Can Y'all I, remember can that? I give, can I give Can I give an explanation? You know the reason is because he is overseas, Jordan. So a lot of the plays and looks is ran for Patty Mills to score. Once he gets here, coaches don't respect him. They he's a, a support player here. That's the difference. You. These are all NBA players, so it's like everybody is is talented. Realistically, it's just that, and this talent here, he's not that compared to other players overseas. With the coaches like Patty's our number one guy, he's gonna get most of the looks. He's gonna be able to shine. I'm I'm taking Patty Mills overseas over anybody in the NBA currently. I don't care what anybody says, bro. Take it. <laughs> my fault. My fault. Except for Giannis, because overseas Giannis is crazy too. What about Jokic though? Fuck him. Fuck him. Luca. 
Fuck him too. At this point, you got a whole list, nigga. Pat, Patty Mills, <laughs> Patty Mills, overseas number two in the world. I promise you. Olympic LeBron. I'm dead, but that's for the sake of time. I really gotta wrap it up. On Olympic that practice, one. Kyrie. Shut up. But before we leave, there is a ritual that we have, Jason. Anytime we have a guest, we gotta ask you this question: uh-huh. Your favorite basketball player of all time, and your favorite basketball team. I'll give you all time and currently. Let us have it before we go. Who is my favorite player of all time or who I think is the best of all time? My best of all time. Player. Who's your favorite? Let's go with your favorite. Yeah, go with your favorite. And I, I grew up a LeBron fan, dude. No, I grew up a LeBron fan. So I have to say it to be 100% honest. Uh, I'm a LeBron fan. He's he's starting to get on my nerves a little bit over these last couple of years. But still, I'm still, I'm still, a, I'm still a LeBron. What did LeBron do? What did he do? What? LeBron, he just, you know. I ain't gonna lie, he did run me. He sold, he sold out Kyrie. I didn't like that. I, I didn't like the fact that he sold out Kyrie. You know, so LeBron is like, sometimes LeBron can really get, as a LeBron fan, he can really get in your nerves. One thing I've never liked about LeBron, even him as my favorite player, right. like, I believe sometimes, like, you know, he like he talks to the refs a lot, and sometimes that can really hurt us because it'll keep him from going down at the defensive end. Like, I, I see a place all the time. Uh, with the Lakers, where, you know, LeBron, you know, tries to get a layup, gets fouled, rightfully so. He should be mad and upset. And instead of, like, just running back and trying to play defense, you know, he'll he'll, he'll stay back and argue with the ref. And more than 80% of the time, 90% of the time, they score on the other end. So that's just one thing that I just, you know, it kind of, it really grinds my gears about LeBron. That's the only – like, that's one of the things. Uh, but other than that, nah, that's pretty much it, though. Brian always been my favorite player. I probably started watching basketball seriously, seriously, 2006, 2007, 2008. Okay. And for, for me, when I'm watching basketball around that time, I'm just like, there's nobody better than this dude, bro. There's nobody better than this dude. My, my, my 2006? Was, you're, huh? saying that, you're saying that in 2006? No, not 2000. I'll say about 2008. I'll say about 2008 is when I really was like. Kobe won a championship, but I was a Celtics. Yeah, Kobe didn't win a championship with 06, but. Kobe won 07, Celtics won 08. Yeah, or I think it might have, somewhere around there. But yeah, when I was, I was just, you know, the way he was playing, the way nobody could stop him and just, you know, the the combination of speed, athleticism, you know, shot making and everything, dude. I just was like, dude, if I want to be, if I want to be like any player, I want to be like him. I want to be able to jump like he can jump, dunk like he can dunk, just be dominant on the court like that. And uh, disclaimer, disclaimer, before he goes on, he he kind of does <laughs> jump like him. This nigga got hey, yeah, like that. It's more right, like that. Like, there's, there's a couple players that made me infatuated with trying to dunk a basketball. One of them was definitely LeBron James. I watched a lot of Baller's Life mixtapes growing up, so teed up. Shout out to Get old teed up and uh, air up there, and uh, there's a few more folks out there. But now nah, I fell in love with basketball. Watching LeBron, watching the athleticism was what really got me because I always wanted to be an athletic player. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, and I never had a favorite team, bro. I grew. I'm from Kentucky, as y'all know. So you know, if you want to stay local, you can choose uh, the Pacers, or you can choose the Grizzlies, or you could go to. Who's in Ohio? Cleveland, you know, or you can go, you know, you can go uh, west a little bit. So for me, I was a big LeBron fan. So, I, you know, I just say, you know what? I, I like Cleveland. Um, you know, I grew up watching them with Cleveland. I, I, I can admit when he went to the Heat, I started liking the Heat. You know, I never really, growing up, I just never really picked a team. My, my dad was a big Lakers fan. 
and my and my and uh he he liked the Lakers. My stepdad, uh, my dad and my, my my biological dad. He's from Chicago, so he was a big Bulls, Michael Jordan fan, and that's who they grew up with. So of course the arguments with them two dudes was insane. You know, that's where I grew a love hate relationship with Kobe, dude, and. And, and my views on Kobe and LeBron, bro, have completely changed, you know, uh, after what happened to Kobe, you know. I, I grew up, and that's how, like, I grew up, you know, I grew up arguing with my dad about Kobe all the time. Nah, he's not better than LeBron. Nah, nah, nah. He's not, you know. But one thing I will have to give Kobe over LeBron is mentality. Like, you know, he's got that dog in him. LeBron's got a dog, but he don't got a dog like Kobe, dude. I have to give it there. I have to say that Kobe's got that dog in him. I'm sorry, like I have to, I have to respect that. Like that's starting to get, you know, I have to really start giving that more respect to Kobe. Kobe's got that dog in him. LeBron yeah. has more buzzer beaters. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie, Kenny. A lot of these issues we had today, I feel like if Kobe was still around, rest his, rest in peace, we would not have it. He's not gonna let the Lakers. Just be out here just being soft last season with LeBron not talking. He would get in that locker room and cuss everybody out. Yeah, like you man, let's not forget the Lakers Kobe. was when Kobe was there. Kobe yes, was but he was he was he was talking to them all those players, he was talking to them. He was forming them. That was the oldest Kobe you had. And and nothing happened. Facts. At yeah, all. but he needed to talk. As a leader, you need to talk. If Kobe could not deliver the way that Braun was delivering at the same time, like at, at the same age, facts, but he was speaking. When Braun finally came out, I remember towards the end of the season and threw the ball down and I was yelling mid-game. I'm like, you just showing off right now. I don't fuck with that. You need to be speaking from the beginning of the season. Don't wait till we have like 70 games for you to be like, oh, I'm mad. So just be, just because you you saw it in after seventy games doesn't mean it doesn't happen all day. You got to think. And that guess what? Guess what? He's a he's he a vocal speaking, leader. I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying that because as soon as he starts speaking, Patrick Beverly sat on the podium and said, "I appreciate Brown for finally speaking. We've been waiting for it. Thank you very much, Carlo. Jason, you can go ahead. Brown does have uh, uh he does have a uh you know. He does have his moments where he isolates himself. He leaves games early, you know. He he he. LeBron shows his emotions a lot on the court, as we've seen. We could throw a picture up of LeBron crying on the court, you know, with his arms. I got, you. I got you. <laughs> uh, Bron shows his emotions on the court. Bron has always been a more emotional player, for sure. And sometimes that can get to a team. You see your leader, you know. You know, and you can, you can obviously see he's mad at you. And we're on national TV, and the people who's watching on TV can see that LeBron is mad at you for doing something like that. You know, it just, it just depends. You know, pe the pe leaders' reactions are different. You know, um, Kobe, I, I honestly could say Kobe would have probably handled things a lot different. He may have actually, you know, went over to them, talked to them one on one. Whereas LeBron sometimes will just ignore you, and and and, and it's very obvious on his face when the camera gets to him that. He's upset with you. You know, I, I can see they're definitely different players at that. You know, LeBron's leadership, he's definitely a leader of a team. You see, you know, the pregame huddles, um, the after the games, he's it's, they just got two different leadership styles, bro. Like, you know, I feel like LeBron could be could be way more better in that in that area as far as, you know, uh, leadership and, you know, showing his emotions and, you know, being a better uh, uh, teammate. To his, for his team. I, I say that part of it. But I'm still, you know, a LeBron fan. Girl, watching LeBron. Still my favorite player, so. And who you got winning this season? Who you rooting for this season? 
Ooh, okay. Realistically, who I do I think is going to win? Listen, dude, that Phoenix team, dude, you tell me, dude. Like, honestly, you got Chris Paul, Booker, KD. They just signed your boy Terrence Ross, a nice three-point shooter, That's athletic crazy. wing. That's crazy. Uh, who's their bench now? Who's their bench? Who's yeah. their – Don't forget about yeah. DeAndre Ayton. Like, Ayton? Ayton? Yeah. They still got Cam Thomas or is he – I'm not Cam Thomas. Cam uh, Johnson or is he gone? No, nah, I think they still – Wait. Yeah, because that's important. That's important. Wait. But to be honest, I think he might be. Y'all forget Jay Crowder going to uh, Brooklyn, too. Jay Bro, Crowder. Fuck Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Fuck Jay Crowder. Yeah. He's good on defense. Wow. I forgot they got they, – they gave they gave Cam Johnson to uh, Brooklyn. They gave him to the Nets, too? Yeah. I got to re-look at their roster, bro, but um... – the Nets are suffering, not the Nets, the Suns are suffering from death, and Chris Paul's hamstring is going to get pulled again. And listen, listen. They KD got TJ Warren, and too. And who? And they get TJ Warren. Yeah, TJ yeah, yeah, Warren. Another bucket getter. A, a bubble go. TJ he, Warren ain't a been a bucket go. since the bubble. Yeah, he ain't been a bucket he, since the bubble. You're 2023 NBA World Champions, the Phoenix Suns, everybody. Phoenix Suns or Celtics? I'm going to go Phoenix their first Suns ring or Celtics. In franchise history is what y'all saying? What did you say? This, that would be their first ring in franchise history. I promise you, it, it, it's it's like campaign Landry Shamit, Okogie, Tory Craig, bro. Like you got you got the starters. You got you got a big four essentially, and Chris Paul, Booker, KD, and Aiden. You got a big four. You got a decent uh a decent bench that can that can pro, uh, produce for you. If they don't win this year, bro, they're not winning ever. If uh, they don't the win, that's a big stain on their career. Yeah. Facts. I think that's the Celtics thing. can get us. I think the Celtics can run them though. Think so? I think the Celt the Celtics already showed that's, they can. That's, that's a fair show. argument. The Celtics that's already showed argument. that they can they can rattle KD. That man, that's that man, KD argument. was in hell last year. Man, <laughs> Jason saying that had that nigga in hell. Scared. Good God. I think, and they've only gotten better since last season. Facts. So I think the Celtics have have a good. I think that if it comes out the Celtics or Phoenix, I'm leaning more towards Celtics. And now the Celtics don't got. I mean, they got Giannis still in the East, but that's it. Like they they really don't. Nobody. The Bulls, the Bulls, the Bulls still out there too. The Bulls still out East. Candy. <laughs> you said the what? Candy, Who? bro. Hey, Bob, why you saying about Miami? You've been always rooting for Miami, but where Miami at? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, quiet for them. Bro. But that's what we wait, 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 wait. We're forgetting about Philly. Y'all gonna count, count Joel out like that? Yeah, Philly, definitely. <laughs> Let's talk about Philly. Let's talk about Philly. Bro. Y'all gonna count Philly out like that? Yes. What you wanna say about Philly, Kenny? Let me go ahead and say What you gonna say about Kenny? I mean, Joel. Philly, Kenny. What about him? I was about to say, what about Joel? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think DeAndre Ayton can stop Joel for real. No, for sure. And then who on the Sixers? James Harden, James Harden is back healthy. Playing defense. Yeah, the defense is. <laughs> everywhere. I was about to say. Okay, you got DeAndre Ayton not stopping Joel and beat. Okay, who on the Philly is stopping KD? James Harden Devin, is the only one to have Devin a no Booker. look steal. But, but in a, even, in a, in a Chris y'all think about that matchup, it's between really Philly. Is Philly gonna make it past the Celtics? 
No. Is that what you're betting on? Okay, then. So it should be Celtics versus uh, Celtics. Well, I was about to say. As is. long as the 76ers still have P.J. Tucker, I don't see him winning anything, bro. <laughs> that man, P.J. Tucker, is, is the greatest finesse in NBA history, bro. He, is, is, the he is the new Jared Dudley. That man is the, there's one of the greatest finessers in NBA history, bro. Can he, and, he, can he, and guess what? If he was to leave this season, there would be a team that would pick him up. Definitely. With ease. But nah, that man, PJ Tucker, Tucker is the worst player in the league right now. I, I look up to PJ Tucker, bro. Like I want to go in the workplace and be like him, get a whole bunch of money. You said worst player? He is the worst player that, that actually gets playing time. I'll say that. See, now you're starting to change your sentences. <laughs> he is the worst player that actually gets playing time. So I'm sure there's some scrubs that sit all at the end of the bench that don't play. But I'm gonna say PJ Tucker is the worst player that actually plays. For the minutes that PJ Tucker gets, and the amount and the money that he gets, and the contributions that he contributes, I'll have to put him up there. I'll have to put him up there. It's a shoe not, collection. Not a bad you got player. To. Not a bad. Oh, he got the best shoes in the league for sure. He winning it. He got the best shoe game for sure. That's why you gotta put him up there. It counts. But yeah, man, let me wrap this shit up. <laughs> that is all we had for the sports segment, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Jason. It was a pleasure having you on. And you definitely got to make sure you come back for more. Um, Y'all be sure to like, subscribe, follow, send this to your family, your friends. Who we sending this to, Kenny? Send it to your grandma. Yes, sir. Send it to your grandma. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace out.